We fight materialism on one front and the fear of losing everything we have on the other. But the Word promises us that a generous spirit always comes back to us. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America. Learn more about Nebo Tools at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. Let me ask you, do you feel generous today? (laughs) I'm wondering because I want to talk about being a generous person for just a few minutes. I think most of us consider ourselves pretty generous, even though it seems to come naturally from some people. But can you think of the last time someone was really generous to you? When someone really went out of their way to help you or to give you something? Well, I don't know about you, but I was very fortunate to grow up around a few very generous people. My mother, for instance, was extremely generous and still is. But you know, the one who impacted me the most with his generosity was Dana's dad. His name was Darius and my father-in-law. And before, uh, well, after my father died and before Dana and I were married, my father-in-law used to spend a lot of time with my brother Glenn and I and some other young men in our church. He was always buying our dinner at restaurants and since he was a car dealer, whenever we had car trouble, he would just loan us one of his cars to drive. Sometimes he would call us up and he would say, I've got this new sports car, a new Porsche or a new Corvette, and I need you to come down here and drive this car for a few days. (laughs) Just, Just check it out and tell me how it drives. And we'd say, well, if you really need me to do that. But he just knew that we would enjoy doing that. And sometimes when we resisted all of his kindness because we felt like we were taking advantage of him, he always had a way of making us feel like it was his pleasure to help us. You see, even though he was a successful business person, his generous spirit is what you would first notice about him. How many of you know that a generous person can impact your life? You know, we've all heard the expression that you can't outgive God, and that's true. But I also believe that you can't outgive anyone. Because when you have a generous spirit, 
you are always the beneficiary of your giving. So as spirit-filled Christians, we are all called to be generous. Generosity is a character trait of Jesus Christ. And the word says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. But the spirit of generosity that I'm talking about that's needed in my life and needed in your life has nothing to do with the needs of the church. And it has everything to do with us living in faith and walking and communing with the Lord. Because at the heart of our Christian experience, having been saved by grace, it's to be able to give of ourselves and of our resources. As the word says, to offer our bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. So being generous doesn't have much to do with how much you have or how much you give. It's about how much you give of what you are blessed to have. And generosity isn't a statement that you need to make. It's just a lifestyle that develops when you let God's love and compassion for other people into your life. So we were meant to be generous, and we need to strive to be more generous. Even though our lifestyles and our culture screams otherwise, we fight materialism on one front and the fear of losing everything we have on the other. But the Word promises us that a generous spirit always comes back to us. The Word says, Give generously and do so without a grudging heart. Then because of this, the Lord will bless you in all of your work on everything you put your hand to. In other words, it's impossible to be too generous. Do you feel like the pressures of life have hindered your generous spirit? Do you ever say, I wish I could be more generous, but I can't? If that's you, then you're letting the enemy defeat you in this area of your life. And I know the Lord wants to lift you out of that today and allow your generous spirit to breathe again. You simply need to start reaching out to others with your time, with your talent, with your prayers, and with your resources. And as we do that, that generous spirit that's inspired by the Lord will open the doors of destiny for every one of us. And as we give of ourselves, God will bless us in ways that we can't even imagine. And if we do that, I promise you that something good will happen. In Jesus' name. Can you say amen to that this morning? Having the joy of the Lord is not contingent on your present circumstances. Stay tuned to be reminded of how amazing it is to have the joy of the Lord in your daily life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby, and 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. 
With over 400 support groups and churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Partner financially with Embrace Grace today. For just $25 per month, your gift can help train leaders of a church to find moms that need help. For $100 per month, your gift can help reach and inspire more churches to start a group. And for $250 per month, your gift can launch a group at a church. Together, we can help her be brave and ensure that no single mom walks alone. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com Thanks to our sponsor, Nebo Tools, with flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. On the Bright Side returns. Do you have the joy of the Lord in you today? And I'm asking you because there may be things going on in your life that you aren't happy about. In fact, there's probably a number of things going on that you're not happy about. But I want you to know that when you give your heart and life to Jesus Christ, the joy of the Lord is always yours to have. No matter what you're going through. No matter what's happening in your life. And I want to share with you how I use God's Word to remind me how amazing it is to have the joy of the Lord in our daily life. First, I want you to repeat this line with me. The joy of the Lord is thine when you remember to lose your mind. That's right. <laughs> Now you're probably thinking, speaking of losing your mind, I think Bob's just lost his. But over the next five minutes, I think I can show you what I mean. Now, let's go back to the joy of the Lord for a minute. When the Apostle Paul was trying to encourage the Philippians, this is what he says. He says, rejoice in the Lord, always. And then after he says that, he stops and he's, he's wanting them to listen to him. He says it again. He says, again, I say, rejoice. Paul puts this to us as an important instruction, as something necessary for growing our faith. Having joy and rejoicing in the Lord is not meant to be contingent on any of the present circumstances that we're in. Paul rejoiced while he was in prison. I'm sure he wasn't happy about being there. But the word says he sang and he worshipped as he faced possible execution. You see, Paul knew that real joy is different from happiness. Happiness is an emotion that comes from how things are going in our life. Things are good, happy. Things not so good, not happy. But joy is an attitude of the mind and of the heart. Joy is an intentionally looking at life through the Word and the promises of God. Joy is an approach to life based on the hope and the purpose in Jesus Christ. Every Christian can have, should have, the joy of the Lord. And not having the joy of the Lord means you're living beneath the level of the blessing that God has destined you to live. 
Having the joy of the Lord is the birthright of every child of God. And the joy of the Lord can transcend and overcome and even overshadow events in your life that cause heartbreak and grief. Now, what does the joy of the Lord have to do with losing your mind? Well, just so you know, when I say lose your mind, I don't mean go crazy or go out of your mind. You see, I believe that many times the joy of the Lord that we should be enjoying is interrupted and intercepted by the world and the way the world wants us to see things. The world constantly is shoving the garbage at us at such a rapid pace that it influences our thinking without us even realizing it. And what the world pushes on us says everything is a mess and it's all getting worse. The world promotes fear. And it sells self-indulgence. It sells materialism. And it does everything it can to try to cloud our vision of all things godly. And the world wants you to see things the way the world does. And that's a problem in keeping the joy of the Lord. And that's why that same Apostle Paul said, Don't conform any longer to the pattern of this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Is Paul saying we should ignore the world? Turn off the TV and the computers? No, I don't think that's what Paul is saying. I think he's saying that when we renew our mind, that we're striving to have the mind of Christ. And when we do, we will begin to see the world as Christ sees it. And not as the world presents itself. And thankfully, the Lord sees the world as people like you and me. Who he loves and wants to share his joy and his future with. You see, every follower of Christ has the gift of the joy of the Lord. He intended us to have it. And he intended us to keep it. Jesus said, these things have I spoken to you that my joy might remain in you that your joy might be full. And it's not just that he wants us to have it. But the word also says the joy of the Lord is our what? The joy of the Lord is our strength. So what I'm saying to you this morning is the joy of the Lord is yours. But we need to have the mind of Christ and begin to see the world through his eyes to keep it. Don't let anyone, don't let anything that's happened to you, don't let anything on earth distract you or discourage you from the blessing and benefits of knowing Christ and experiencing his joy. Even if You have to lose your mind to do it. Are you facing some giants in your life today? If so, stay right where you are to discover the best way to deal with them by putting your faith in God. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. 
Sometimes you discover something that's so ultra cool and handy that it just screams, you need this. Meet the Nebo Tools Slim. This is a thin, ergonomic, rechargeable pocket light that puts out 500 lumens of intense bright light. This isn't like any flashlight you've ever seen, and it's shaped like your cell phone. A task light and flashlight, the Slim fits, hangs, or sits just about anywhere. Fully dimmable with power memory recall. The ultra cool Slim pocket light features a pocket clip, collapsible hanging hook, and powerful magnet base for convenient hands-free lighting. This light will prove so handy that you don't want to go anywhere without it. The Slim, just one of the many reasons why Nebo is the leader in lighting innovation. Thanks for listening to On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner Bobby Bollinger. But I do want to talk about giants and how to face them. And many of you know what I mean when I say facing the giants because giants are the things in our life that you are convinced you cannot overcome. It's that thing that you find overwhelming and defeating. And you've already programmed yourself to live with the giant by retreating from him. You feel like you're a Volkswagen traveling down a highway with a Mack truck coming at you. All you're looking to do is to get out of the way. I'm talking about things that become giants in our lives like financial problems or broken relationships or addictions our habits, our conditions that you've just accepted into your life, like depression, our anger, our fear. And you know, the longer you feel that way, the bigger the giant becomes. You see, giants are, by nature, intimidating. Their mere presence makes you feel weak. Several years ago, I got on a plane in Tokyo to return to the States. And a giant human being sat down next to me. I recognized him immediately as Hulk Hogan. How many know what I'm talking about when I say Hulk Hogan? I've never seen anybody as big and strong as this guy. Well, uh, it turns out he's a nice man. His real name is Terry, not how you doing Hulk. Uh, and since I was in the exercise business, I, uh, I pulled out a new fancy hand grip that we were working on, had a digital readout that told you how much pressure you were putting on this thing, and, and I handed it to him, and I said, uh, would you try this and tell me what you think about it? He said, sure. So he grabbed it, and when he squeezed it, it just disintegrated, and he crushed it into a million pieces. <laughs> he said, oops. <laughs> you see, giants in whatever form they come, are intimidating forces in our life. But, and I know you won't be surprised to hear this, but God is not intimidated by these giants. And God intends for you to overcome them for the glory of his name and to his purpose. Now try to visualize this scene with me that happened thousands of years ago. God is looking down and surveying the situation. The armies of Israel stood on a battlefield in total fear of an intimidating giant named Goliath. He was the champion of the Philistine nation, nine and a half feet tall. Now, if Goliath was alive today, he probably wouldn't be a soldier. We know he would be playing basketball in the NBA for the Miami Heat. But this was then... And he was ugly and profane, and he's cursing the God of Israel. 
Now, the Israelites had no answer for this giant. They don't know what to do, but I know what they're thinking. They're thinking, we need to retreat or be killed. And then, a young shepherd boy named David shows up and heard for himself the arrogant giant screaming his challenges on the battlefield. And he knew right then that he would confront this giant and that he would destroy him. And I hope that you will read my favorite Bible story in 1 Samuel chapter 17. Because if you do, you will find that that's exactly what David did. And the question is, how did he do it? What did David have that he could bring down this mighty giant? Here is the point of my story. The shepherd boy David, who in the word appears to be the ultimate underdog story, slayed the giant, became a champion, became a king. That David, that David didn't have anything that you or I don't have that can bring down a giant in our life. 1 Samuel 17, verse 45. Then David said to the giant, You come against me with a sword and a spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defiled. And this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands. I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. What was the difference with David and the Israelites that day? David didn't step out in fear to face the giant. He stepped out in faith in God. And that's exactly what you and I have to do to kill the giants in our life that's standing in our way and our destiny, and what God's purpose is for us. The story of David reveals that we are no match for these giants on our own. But we can challenge our giants in the name of the Lord Almighty. And because of him, they will fall. And it's the same God, the same God who saw David step out in the battlefield in his name and rewarded him with a great victory. It's the same God who will do the same for you and me today. I don't know if the Cowboys can face their giants today. But I know that we can face our giants and overcome them in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that today? I know you do. Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197. 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. 
Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America. Trusted by many at work, home, or play, let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197.